We cannot be silent. We cannot be intimidated by the crowd or the people um, around us. The Bible lets us know that Jesus stood still in verse 49. Can you put it up for me, Sister Dawns, verse 49? And Jesus stood still and commanded him to be called. And they called the blind man, saying unto him, Be of good cheer, rise up, he called it thee. Those were the same people that were telling blind Bartimaeus, be quiet. Now they want to be his friend. Hey, Jesus is calling you. Come on, let's go. Don't let people interfere with your relationship with Jesus Christ. Jesus stood still. He shut the whole parade down and said, who was that? Bring him. Bring him over here. Yes, everything changed at that moment. The little beggar is now the center of attention. The same people who were telling him to shut up now say, my friend, cheer up. Don't mind. Don't mind people. People will hinder you. We must have a steady focus on Jesus Christ. No matter what, there will be interference. There will be obstacles. There will be opposition. But Jesus must be the center of our attention. Jesus is calling you because, because of his desperation, Jesus noticed it. He asked him, what do you want, Bart? What do you want me to do for you? Now, I pray before this lesson is over that somebody would get desperate for Jesus. Bartimaeus cast off his garment and stood up and went to Jesus. Their custom was if you were a beggar, you would have to wear a certain type of clothing, a certain type of garment. The coat that he had on was a visual cue for blind people or beggars. It wasn't just any kind of coat. It's giving you an um, understanding that that guy in that coat over there, he's either a blind man or a beggar. The first thing that Bartimaeus did was took his coat off and threw it away. He gave up everything in order to follow Jesus. He went to Jesus with confidence, believing that Jesus would give him a new identity and open his eyes. He clearly understood that his begging days were over. Now he would need to get a job to support himself. That is one of the reasons why Jesus asked him, what do you want me to do for you? Jesus knows everything. He wanted Bartimaeus to say, I want to see. But he realized that after he's able to see, now he has to get a job in order to provide for himself or his family if he has one. Jesus is simply asking us to drop everything and follow him. Drop everything and trust him. Drop everything and look to him. Throwing away his coat, his coat was a literal decision that no longer 
rely on anything that he may have relied on before coming in contact with Jesus. Throwing away his coat was a literal decision to no longer rely on anything he may have relied on before coming in contact with Jesus. As a beggar, I believe it's fair to say he didn't have much. A blind, as a as a blind beggar, the cloak was one of the very few material possessions he had. Maybe the most expensive or the most valuable. He probably uses covering it for covering or shelter, or laid out to collect his coins or his money, because they were not allowed to make contact with people. He had made a decision to trust Jesus for a better future. It was an incredible act of faith. Bartimaeus believed that he would no longer need the cloak to collect coins. He trusted that Jesus was going to heal him and sustain him. I pray that we as a church endeavor to value Jesus enough to do the same thing with anything that might distract us from completely trusting in our Savior and our incredible friend, Jesus Christ. Jesus is on our side, and with him, we cannot lose this invisible war that we fight every day. We are in a battle everywhere we go. And only Jesus Christ can help us. Nothing in this world is more profitable than living for Jesus. The word of God is the most powerful thing on this planet. His word created everything. And his word will judge us at the end. Bartimaeus, Bartimaeus has made a decision to follow Jesus. The Bible says he threw his coat away and he followed Jesus. There was a, a nameless woman with a blood issue. The Bible called her a certain woman. Let's look at Mark chapter 5. Verses 25 through 34. And a certain woman which had an issue of blood for 12 years. And had suffered many things of many physicians. And had spent all that she had. And was nothing better but rather grew worse. How's that? She spent everything that she had. And she never got better. She actually got worse. When she had heard of Jesus, came in the press behind and touched his garments. When she had heard about Jesus, same thing happened to Bartimaeus. He didn't see Jesus. He heard that Jesus was passing by. For she said, if I may touch 
for this clothes, I shall be made, be make, I shall be whole. Got to remember, I can't see well, so it's not that I can't read. I just can't see. <laughs> and straightway, the fountain of her blood was dried up, and she felt in her body that she was healed of that plague. And Jesus, immediately knowing in himself that virtue had gone out of him, turned him about in the press and said, Who touched my clothes? And the disciples said unto him, Thou seest the multitude thronging thee, and said thou, Who touched me? And he looked around to see her that had done this thing. But the woman, fearing and trembling, knowing that what was done in her, came and fell down before him and told him all the truth. And he said unto her, Daughter, thy faith had made thee whole. Go in peace and be whole of thy plague. That certain woman had this plague for 12 long years. She went to many physicians or doctors, specialists, whatever you want to call them. She spent all her money. The tragedy was she never got better. Her condition became worse. But when she heard about Jesus, she said in her mind, in her spirit, if I can just touch his garment, just his clothes, I believe that I will be made whole. Many people hear about Jesus, but it doesn't mean a lot to them. They hear and they'll tell you, oh yeah, I heard about Jesus. That Jesus stuff doesn't work for me. But I submit to you this morning, Jesus is the only one that really works. Nothing else in this world will work. If Jesus is not in it, you can get away from it. It's, it will seem like it's working for a time or for a while, but we need Jesus in everything. She spent all her money. Every day she's going to the doctor and she never got better. In Mark 10 and 47, the Bible says, when he heard it was Jesus, he went to see him. She pressed her way through the crowd and she touched his garment. You know why? She became desperate. When we're desperate, we'll do things out the ordinary because we're desperate. She said, if I may touch his clothes, I shall be made old. That was another act of radical faith. She believed it. And when she touched the hem of his garment, Jesus knew. He realized that virtue had gone out of him. Please keep in mind that almost everywhere that Jesus went, there were multitudes. So for this little woman who can hardly walk to find her way in the midst where Jesus probably was, the crowd surround him, it took a lot of faith. She really wanted to touch Jesus. She really believed in her heart that if I can touch this Jesus, I will be made whole. She have tried everything. She have tried the physicians and all the doctors and the specialists, and nothing worked for her until she touched Jesus. 
It didn't matter to Bartimaeus or the certain woman. They heard Jesus was in the region, and they both released their faith. And because of that, they received their miracle. They wanted it, and they received it. How bad do you want it today? Jesus is still performing miracles. Jesus is still healing sick folks. Jesus is still opening blind eyes. Jesus is still delivering people. He has not changed. He promised he'll be the same yesterday, today, and forever. How bad do you want it? They released their faith, and Jesus responded. Do you need a miracle? You can have it if you really want it. Unfortunately, there's some don't really want it. Talk about it. A lot of people talk about Jesus. But it's going to take more than just words. There was a rich man, young ruler. Let's look at Mark chapter 10. And we'll read verses uh, 17. We'll begin at verse 17. And when he was going forth into the way, there came one running. He was running. He ran, he ran, he literally ran to Jesus. And when he had gone forth into the way, there comes one running and kneeled to him and asked him, Good master, what shall I do that I may inherit eternal life? And Jesus said unto him, Why callest thou me good? There is none good but one, that is God. Thou knowest the commandments, do not commit adultery, do not kill, do not steal, do not bear false witnesses, witness, defraud not, honor thy father and thy mother. And he answered and said unto him, Master, <laughs> All these I have observed from my youth. Then Jesus, beholding him, looked, looked him, loved him, and said unto him, One thing thou lackest, go thy way, sell whatsoever thou hast, and give it to the poor. And thou shalt have treasures in heaven, and come take up thy cross and follow me. Let's pause right there. You remember Bartimaeus, what he did? He threw away his coat. And he followed Jesus. And when he, and he was sad at that saying, and went away grief, for he had great possessions. And Jesus looked round about and said unto his disciples, How hardly shall they that have riches enter into the kingdom of heaven? I'll stop right there. The rich man had the same opportunity. He came to Jesus and he wanted to know, what must I do to inherit eternal life? Jesus gave him the answer. But he, he wasn't happy with that. He told him that, love the Lord thy God, love your neighbor as yourself. And he said, I've done all of that, Jesus. Where were you? Jesus recited six of the commandments, including love your neighbor as yourself. The young man replied, all these have I kept. What do I lack? 
The young ruler was obviously religious and sincere in his pursuit for righteousness. His biggest problem was he considered himself to be faultless concerning the law. At this point, Jesus challenged him. Jesus tells the man, if you want to be saved, sell your possession and give it to the poor. And you will have treasures in heaven. The Bible lets us know that he went away sad because he had great possessions. Jesus was simply asking for too much. And he wasn't ready to give up on his possessions. Rather than obeying Jesus' instructions, he turned his back and walked away. He was not willing to follow the Lord if that meant he had to give up his wealth. The man was breaking two of the greatest commandments. He did not love his neighbor as himself, as himself and he did not love the Lord thy God with all his heart. Yet he said, I have kept all the commandments. Bart gave up his cloak to follow Jesus. What are you willing to give up? The rich young ruler needed a savior, and so do we. What are we willing to give up? He told Jesus he had kept all the commandments. If he had loved his neighbor as he loved himself, he wouldn't have had any problem whatsoever selling his possession and giving it to the poor. If he had loved the Lord his God with all his heart, he would have obeyed his commandment. That's the word of the Lord. Jesus said, if you love me, keep my commandments. It's easy to say I love you. Those are just simpler words. But there must be actions behind those words. He wasn't willing to give up his possessions. His possessions meant more to him than a relationship with Jesus Christ, the only Savior. He wanted to be saved, or so, so he said, but he wasn't willing to give up the things that would hinder him from being saved and follow Jesus. He could have got it if he really wanted it. For those who are not here, her, we're, we're talking about blind Bartimaeus. He was a blind beggar from Jericho. He was desperate to see. And he knew that Jesus had the answer for everything that we have problems or issues with. Jesus is the only answer. Everywhere and for everything. Once we realize that and we begin to trust him, that's why the scripture wants us to trust the Lord with all our heart. When we begin to lean to our own understanding, that's when we run into problems. Because now we are trying to conjure up stuff and figure it out our own self. That was not the way it was designed. I tell people all the time, I said, you know, in your car, it, it has a gauge for fuel. And you can pour out the gas and put a water hose in there, and the tank is going to read full. It's full. Well, let's see how far you're going to go. It wasn't designed that way. So if we follow 
Jesus and the way he designed it, we will make it. In this journey with Jesus, we will be tried, we will be tested, we will be afflicted. The Bible lets us know that many are the affliction of the righteous, but the Lord deliver us out of them all. I told this person this the other day, and I'll, um, it's something to remember that sometimes we, we don't even think about it. But when we're in school or in class, and the Lord is going to test us. We might as well prepare for that. Don't blame everything on the devil. Everything is not the devil. The Lord will test his children. So when we're in class, and the teacher uh, taught this lesson for, let's say, six months. Now it's time for the test. You know what the teacher does? She gets a little table and she goes in the corner over there. And she, whatever she's doing. She's not going to answer you. It's time for the test now. It's not time to ask me any questions. So when God is testing his children, don't be crying out to God and asking him, God, what's going on? No, God is silent at that time. Until we finish our test. Does that make any sense? What are we willing to give up in conclusion? I've got two minutes. Think about it for a second. What are we willing to give up to follow Jesus? Could it be an ungodly relationship? Could it be an addiction? Could it be even robbing God in our tithes and our offering? I don't know. Blind Bartimaeus gave up everything. His coat, what he had, was the most expensive possession that he had in his life. And he threw it away and began to follow Jesus. Jesus was entreated. He called him and said, come blind. And he healed him. And the Bible says, immediately he received his sight. So some of the things that we struggle with as humans, they're self-inflicted. Because Jesus told us he's going to give us power over all the power of the enemy. So we've got power over the devil and all his angels that follow him. We have got to learn to use the sword of the spirit. And we'll be able to slay every giant that stands in our way. <laughs> Another thing I noticed this morning, God put it in my spirit about 4 a.m. He said, you know, Bartimaeus, he never complained. I never read where he complained. I'm sick of being blind. Every morning I wake up, I cannot see. <laughs> he went. I don't know who tipped them off that Jesus was coming that way. <laughs> And he went and he waited for Jesus. And he began to cry out to Jesus. He never murmured. He never complained. But he cried out to the one that can help him. And Jesus restored his sight. What are we willing to give up this morning? Jesus is still restoring. Jesus is still delivering. Jesus is still healing. Will somebody cast off the works this morning and look to Jesus? Jesus is waiting. His arms are wide open, and he's waiting for his children to cry out to him. He will hear us, and he will answer. 
Would you stand with me this morning? <laughs> Hallelujah, Jesus. I want us to gather around the front and begin to cry out to Jesus this morning. Would you do that with us? Let us come before the Lord God this morning and cry out to him. Let us get desperate for Jesus. This mighty God is concerned about us. He's concerned about our well-being. There is no devil that should be strong enough to beat up on God's children. We are children of the Most High God. We must know our identity. We must know the power that God has given unto us. We must use that power to advance the kingdom of the living God. God is with us, and he's fighting for us. He's pushing back the darkness right now. Let us cry out to Jesus. Let us be like blind Bartimaeus. Let us cry out to Jesus. Have mercy on us, Jesus. Have mercy on us, Jesus. Don't you mind the crowd. Don't you mind those gainsayers or naysayers. We know that our God have brought us out with a mighty hand. There are no feeble one among us. We must be strong. We must be courageous. We must learn to fight this good fight of faith. We must lay hold on eternal life. There are so many that are depending on us. Our prayers stand between them and the devil. Let us cry out to Jesus. Let us reach out and touch the Lord God. Don't let him pass us by this morning. God is concerned. God is concerned. Nothing is too intricate. Nothing is too difficult. He is our God. We are children of the Most High God. His Spirit lives in us. We are more than conquerors. We will overcome by the blood of the Lamb and the word of our testimony. Let us reach out and touch the Lord. Let us do like that certain woman. Let us touch the hem of his garment in the name of Jesus. I speak victory this morning. I speak deliverance. I command every stronghold to be broken. Every high thing, you must come down in Jesus' name. We worship you, God. We exalt the name of the Lord God. Let us pray for marriages that the Lord God will strengthen our marriage. Let us obey the commandment of God. Husband, love your wife as the Lord. <laughs> Oh, let us love our wives as the Lord loves his church. Wives, submit yourself unto your husband. Hallelujah. These are the word. It's the word of the Lord God. It's the commandment of Jesus Christ. Let us be faithful. Let us be faithful that the Lord will bless us. Let us not tie the hands of God. Let us not rob God in our tithes and in our offering. Lord, give us a willing mind. Hallelujah. In the name of 
Jesus. I speak deliverance this morning. Chains are falling right now. Chains are falling right now. In the name of Jesus, there is victory in the house. There is victory this morning. Let us walk in victory. Let us live in victory. Our God is victorious. Our God is our champion. Jesus is the God we serve. Jesus is our redeemer. Jesus is our rock. Jesus is our fortress. Jesus is the living water. The well that never runs dry. It's Jesus. It's Jesus. Jesus is the way maker. Jesus has bridged the gap for us. Let us look to Jesus. Let us look to Jesus. He's the only helper. He's a very present help. In the times of trouble, we will run to Jesus. The name of the Lord is a strong tower. Oh, the righteous. Would you run in it? If you run in it, you will be saved. You will be saved. Jesus is touching the hearts of your children right now. Do you believe him? Do you believe him? Do you believe Jesus? Jesus is the conquering lion of Judah. None can withstand him. None can dethrone him. He's God all by himself. Jesus is God. Jesus is God. Jesus is God. Jesus is God. Jesus is, God. Jesus is almighty. All power in heaven and in earth belong to that name of Jesus. Every knee is going to bow. Every tongue will confess Jesus. Jesus. Oh. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, Jesus. Cry out. Don't get weary. Cry out to Jesus. Cry out to Jesus. Hallelujah. Jesus. We're hopeless without Jesus. We're hopeless without Jesus. We're helpless without Jesus. We need Jesus. Let us prepare our heart to serve the living God. Let us look forward. Let us have a steady gaze. Let us keep our eyes on the prize. Hallelujah, Jesus. Let our hearts be fixed. Our minds must be made up. There is no turning back. We are not turning to the right. We are not turning to the left. We are looking. We are looking to Jesus. He's the only help for man. He's the only hope for man. Hallelujah, Jesus. Bless the Lord. We've got about seven minutes. I want you to greet somebody. And encourage them this morning. Tell them that you love them in Jesus' name. Tell them that the coming of the Lord is at hand. <laughs>
And we must make ourselves ready for the return of our great king. Hallelujah, Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah.